Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to Experiencing the Abundant Life. I am your host, Aaron Martin, and today with me I have co-host Danny Walker, and we are going to hit on the topic of purpose over potential. He's been covering this series over the past couple of Sundays, and the last one that he touched on was marriage, which I thought was a very interesting uh, topic there, and I I just wanted to kind of ping back and forth with Danny here about thoughts on that kind of just going a little bit further into the idea of uh, marriage and how that plays out. Well, yeah, I mean, we, we've been looking at um, making sure that we, we truly begin to try to see the purpose in every relationship that we have. And um, I know for me, it was a, you know, a, a really, a really thought provoking idea that the Lord gave me when it came to purpose over potential. And it came from me looking at the fact that when Jesus came, he came as fully God. And so that means his potential was endless. He could have done anything. He could have accomplished his purpose in any way possible. With, you know, He could have crippled the entire Roman government. He could have done anything. Um, but he understood that his potential had to submit to his purpose. And so I wanted to look at everything in my life, my friendships, my my relationships with my coworkers, and most importantly, my relationship with my wife, because we believe as Christ followers that the marriage relationship is the single most important relationship because it is, what I said Sunday, it is the physical expression of the invisible covenant we have with Christ as believers, he constantly refers to himself as the the bridegroom, and the church is his bride. And he's used illustrations like you know the ten full, the ten virgins, five wise, five foolish, and waiting on the bridegroom to come back. So we understand that that he holds the covenant of marriage to be very sacred, and and that's honestly what I wanted to talk about the most, Aaron, is that I wanted us to truly walk away with an understanding that marriage is. So so important and sacred yes. to God. It's not just a contract. It's a covenant. You yes. remember me saying that? Absolutely. You know, and so I want our listeners to understand that a contract is merely an understanding between two parties that I'll do this if you do this. Right. Right. But the type of covenant that you enter into with Christ is one that's completely one-sided. And it's all held up by the bridegroom. It's all held up by him. He is the the initiator. He is the fulfiller. He is the completer of all of these things, right? And marriage is the same type of covenant. We don't enter into a covenant of marriage with someone saying, I'm only going to do this as long as you do this. Right, right. Right? And that's not the way. Would you? How would you feel? No, absolutely. It, you know, a lot of people approach marriage with that concept of like I'm going to do this as long as this is done when it should be already you should if you know Christ knowing how he is that approach into that relationship should be Christ first anyway mm -hmm. so the direction and the manner of is a, is a state of submittance absolutely like you approach it willing to serve one another a lot of people don't see it that way and they approach it with like no you're going to serve me and I'm going to do my thing and you're still going to serve me and you get little back from the other side or vice versa you will have your disagreements you'll have your ups and downs but uh, the key point that I'm learning in my own marriage is that I got your back you got my back right I want to I want to dive a little deeper into you when you said you know 
marriage is about serving one another. And we don't just serve one another. We don't do anything as Christ followers outside of using Christ as the example of how to do that thing. Absolutely. Right? And so when you look at the way Christ serves, it is not a transactional service. Like not one time did he serve someone in a way that there was either A, an expectant return. Right. Or even or even not even expectant, but it's an unconditional, okay. it's an unexpectant, it's a it's a non transactional. His type of service is one that's I have something I am going to do for you because I love you. Right. Not because of how well you've loved me. Right. And and that's where it all stems from because the Bible teaches us that that we love him, but only because he first, first loved, loved us. us. Right. You know, and so we can't look at marriage. We, we can't do marriage rightly without understanding how God designed marriage to be. And if we can't fall on those principles, like I said Sunday, the more principles we know about something, the less problems we will encounter. Absolutely. And the less we'll honestly have to pray about it. Because if I understand the principle, does take into account, if you want to go back to serving, how that Christ says to serve the, the people who are in need. He says, if there's someone who doesn't have a coat, give him your coat, but also give him your cloak. And so if we understand that principle, I don't have to pray about that. If right. I see someone in need, I'm like, you do it. I just do it. Right. You know, so if I understand the principles of how I'm supposed to, as the husband, love, act, do, serve in a marriage, then I won't have to deal with so many problems, but I also won't have to say, hey, God, how do you want me to handle this? He's like, well, I've written it in a book. You already got the principles of how I want you to do, how I want you to live in a marriage, how the covenant needs to look like. You to head, you're supposed to love your wife as Christ loved the church. I don't need, like, what do you want, what are you praying about? Now, you, you used the demonstration I thought was really, really cool toward the end of this yeah. sermon. That was so cool because I, we all, if we're honest, as men, we, we can struggle in that area, um, how to put her stuff with my stuff to where we can make this come together and actually work under one accord. So many times in a marriage and we're dealing with it now. And I know a lot of people may be the where it's just like, well, that's her way. And that's the way it's going to be in her perspective. And we're thinking what we want to think against her perspective and saying, instead of saying, wait a minute, where can I utilize what she just put here and bring what, I have and put it together to where now it's operating under one accord instead of operating her way or my way or yeah. either way. Two like, accord. <laughs> exactly. Under, under All together. Got, all in one bucket. We got a lot of cords going on, but nothing's, nothing's, nothing's able to pull anything. But honestly, if, if we're truthfully about the situation, that's a struggle or can be a struggle. It's one of the biggest struggles in a marriage is coming together, working under that one accord to where now we're not so much fussing, but we're learning and discovering how to use what you have and what I have together. Well, it's, 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 it's under the, the, the word that I use is complementarianism, mm. is complementing right, one another, right. right? That's kind of where we get that. So, yeah. so for me, it's like, it's, it's understanding why we are both unique and distinct in our personhood, we are to be complementary of one another in our purpose Absolutely. through the marriage, right? And so if we can if if we can stop resenting one another for our uniqueness, it's like it's like the illustration I've always used. It's like if there's a vase sitting in the middle of the table between you and I right now, we're sitting at this desk and we're talking. There's a vase sitting in between us. And it's like you got 
Um, and it's one of those that people have drawn on around the vase. It's a, it's a decorative vase, right? It's got pictures and stuff on the sides of it. But it all completes one picture. And it's like, if you spend your time constantly telling me, asking me, okay, what's it like on your side? And I, you tell me what's like on And I tell you what's like on my side. But if we're always like, well, well, my side's better. I need you to come look at how beautiful my side is. Right. And I'm like, well, no, no, no. You don't understand. You don't see how beautiful this artwork is over here. But if we would stop competing over who sees it the best, like whose side is the most beautiful, right? And we're just like, well, let me tell you what my side is. And I'll be like, well, let me tell you what my side Then we'd be like, oh my gosh. We got a beautiful It's all thing. part of the whole big picture. Like, exactly. There's, like, it, if I didn't see, if you weren't able to tell me what you saw, then I wouldn't be able to truly, truly appreciate the beauty of the entire vase. And the marriage problem is that we spend so much time trying to tell the other one and convince the other one to come see it from our point of view, we miss the beauty of the entire vase. Absolutely. We miss the beauty of, of what marriage in its holistic approach could be for us. It's understanding that marriage is not a competition. Exactly. Exactly. Right. And, but the problem with this, and, 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 and I want to get this out there and it open to, for people to understand, is that the problem with this new age, new culture movement of all being the same when there are no distinct roles, then everyone competes for the lead role. Mm, that's good. Right? When there's no distinction between the two as into what roles we are to fulfill, then all we're left for is competing for roles. Right? And that's why, that's why in any good script of any good movie, it isn't like, hey, you guys figure out whichever part you want to read at any time you want to. Right. It's like, no, here's the lead This character. is your part. Yeah. Here's what you do. Here's where you're at, supporting roles. Here's where this is. And it's not to and it's not to minimize anybody. It's not to make anybody feel lesser than, but it's to create the best, most beautiful picture you can create. Right. And that's why God made distinct roles in womanhood and manhood in the scripture. And that's why there is a beauty to biblical headship of homes that the Bible talks about in Corinthians, Ephesians, Colossians. And so for me, if we can understand that while we are unique in responsibility, we're equal in value, but unique in responsibility, once we can accept those roles, and it's, and it's not for men to, to belittle women, make them feel less than, and it's not for women to feel like they're inferior, but if we can accept the roles that God has given us, we can create the most beautiful picture. Absolutely. And Absolutely. so I just, you know, I, I'm not a very, I'm not one of these like, you know, authoritative husbands, but me and my wife have begun to understand that if we can both occupy our spaces with grace and dignity and with, with full understanding, then we can both really present to our kids what kind of marriage they are supposed to be looking for absolutely when they grow up which is kind of cool because that leads us into next week when we're going to be talking about parenting and the first big point that i'll make sunday just a little teaser to you guys is that the reason why we covered marriage first is because you can't separate marriage from parenting facts that's good. Like, I know that's a very controversial subject, and we'll dive more into it next Sunday when I get there because it's like, well, what do you do about single parents and single mothers and single fathers and all this stuff? Like, that doesn't mean they can't. But again, to have the, per the, 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 beauty, the beauty of parenting, to have the, the success and the greatest impact, you cannot separate marriage from parenting.
parenting. It's corrective, it's challenging, it's and, so it's, good. and it's connective to what, who we are and what we're supposed to do. It and is, and, I, and this is the thing I'd like to say in regard to just how the messages come out Sundays. Is It's so genuine. It's so real. I love how God uses you. Because well, I'm married and I got kids, bro. Yes. Like, like, if anyone, it's like I tell y'all every Sunday, man, like, I live those messages before I give them. Yeah. Like, you know, there's, I have to live it and before we can I tell. give it. We can absolutely yeah. tell. Woo. It's like, man, Danny's laying his life out in front of us. Okay. <laughs> wow. Not only his, but ours. Because yeah, he, it, they uniquely relate to a lot of us in the, in well, the church. He said, so. What did he say? He said, there is nothing that has taken you except those things that are common to man. Right. Uh, look, man, man deals with it, bro. Like, we're going we're gonna to struggle with the exact same things. They may be presented in different packages because we got different personalities, but the issues, the problems, the principles, all of it is the exact same thing. That's it's so universal. Good. Well, with that being said, we are coming to the end of this segment, and we hope to have you all tune back in um, to Experiencing the Abundant Life soon and we love you guys god bless you god bless you guys i pray i pray for y'all and i hope to see y'all uh you can come by and check us out at abundant life fellowship in kingsport um come visit us sunday at what's 10. the give them the address real quick just in case they uh, want. the address is 4214 west stone drive kingsport tennessee and uh, you can find us online at abundantlifefellowship.org or Facebook, or any kind of social media platform, Instagram, you can follow us there. But we'd just love to see you in person so we can love on you as Christ would love on you.